Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. We got music. We got the names right. It's Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got football to talk about today. I guess second time is the charm. Uh, We had some guys jump in on the last one to explain that uh, we did not have things set up correctly. And I tested stuff beforehand, but apparently it was not done right. That is my fault. I apologize for that. But here we go. We got the second one going on. We are ready to rock and roll. Hopefully you are as well. We are going to talk football, and then we're going to talk previews. And hopefully all of you are ready for that. Let's go ahead and do the rundown. You can find everything you need to know about us over on the website. WinningCuresEverything.com is the place to go. You can subscribe to the podcast there. You can uh, subscribe to the YouTube page over there. You can follow us on Twitter. Everything you need to know, you find right there, WinningCuresEverything.com. The show is brought to you by BetUS.com. That is your gambling stop for the season. They got everything that you could possibly want to gamble on right there. Very easy to do. The deposits are easy. Uh, The cash out is easy. I have actually used them for mm, 15 years now. Um, I'm 38, close to 39. And, I mean, from the time that I started being able to gamble, I've been using them. So, uh, I know that they're trustworthy. So, go and check them out. NFL stuff. I mean, they got everything you could possibly want over there, etc. So, there is a link in the description. Go ahead and check that out. You can use the promo code NCAAF125. It's in the description. Easy to find. But that'll give you a 125% deposit bonus if you like to use the bonus stuff. Uh, If you don't, hey, it's all good. You just deposit that way. So uh, I also do the BetUS College Football Show. I I believe the first show is tomorrow, August the 11th. And Chris does the SBR College Football Show with our buddy Sam from the Westlot Pirates. You can find the link to both of those right down in the description if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast. Very easy to do. Uh, Chris, what, what's y'all schedule this year? Is it Tuesday, Saturday, or Tuesday, something else? Yeah, no, just Tuesday, Saturday. Tuesday, Saturday. All right, so ours will be Wednesday, Thursday. So we're not overlapping. You can go check out both. Very easy to do. Um, Chris, let's dive in. Let's go ahead and knock this thing out. Will Muschamp is back in an on-field position, this time at the University of Georgia. Scott Cochran, former Alabama strength coach, is Taking a leave of absence from the Georgia Bulldogs, the statement released from head coach Kirby Smart down in Georgia said, Coach Cochran is currently dealing with health issues and is taking time to prioritize his mental health and well-being. We fully support him as he takes this time to focus on his well-being. And with that said, Dan Lanning spoke with the media on Tuesday, today, and he said that while Muschamp is filling in for special teams coordinator Scott Cochran, uh, during that absence, since he will have an on-field role, he is able to recruit, et cetera, et cetera. He will also be in the defensive meeting rooms. He said, Lanning said, I definitely think he will be involved on defense. Uh, said he's going to be in there. He is going to uh, 
He's going to be a part of this defensive staff. So Will Muschamp goes from being the head coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks to being an analyst at Georgia, now to being the special teams coordinator, quote-unquote. And now he is uh, he's going to be in the defensive room with Kirby Smart and Dan Lanning. I don't even know what to say about this. There were rumors about the Scott Cochran thing going on all weekend. Seth Emerson over at The Athletic is the first one that actually reported it. He covers Georgia for them. And I don't know if this is... You know, obviously, if somebody's dealing with mental health stuff, and it's become a much bigger thing lately, people are are more willing to admit when they have got issues, which I think is good. I'm curious if this is... if there's something else at play here, do you feel like there's anything else at play or is this just, you know, Cochran needed a break and wanted to to go and handle himself and now they've just, they happen to have Will Muschamp on staff? I I think they said that he's doing this for health reasons and yeah. then later said for mental health, like, as well. I, I, I think he's got a health, I think he has a medical issue, okay? That's what I think he has, which is personal and, and there's none of our business. But I think he has a medical issue that he's dealing with. And we don't know what that could possibly be. All right? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I am surprised that they were able to keep it this quiet. Uh, they honestly did not want to say anything until... It's a special teams coach. You're surprised that they can keep that quiet. Who the hell's digging into his life? Well, it's because he's such a, a high-profile character, right? That's that's the biggest issue because Cochran... He's a special teams coach. Yes, he's a special teams coach, but he's also... This past year, he was one of their best recruiters, from what I understand, or at least from what I've been told. And Yeah, but nobody knows anything about the personal life of any of the recruiters that are the best recruiters on the team. Oh, no, Unless no, no. no. I, was talking about, I was talking about keeping uh, the fact that, that Cochran was not there quite. Apparently, he is, he's been gone for a little bit. I, I wasn't saying the personal stuff oh. with him quiet. I was talking about the fact that he was gone quiet. Um, and they, they wanted to not even let it be known necessarily until Kirby started getting asked questions about it at the press conference. So at that point, then he, it was a very short statement. You know, he's dealing with health issues, taking time to prioritize, uh, prioritize his mental health and well-being. We fully support him as he takes this time to focus on his well-being. Uh, hopefully everything ends up okay. You know, Ed Cochran is uh, beloved in this conference. Everybody knows who he is. He's, you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah guy. Uh, from Saban staff that jumped over to Georgia, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a little crazy. Uh, Matt Miller jumped in. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, "Steroids do lead to medical issues." Just saying, and he said, uh, "Mustchamp, great defensive coach, terrible head coach." Uh, hey, by the way, Matt Miller said, "Hey, Chris, good hair day." Yeah, I cleaned up a little bit. It does look nice. It does look very nice. I will say that. So, Will Mustchamp back in an on-field role. Uh, very quickly. Did not take long, obviously. Uh, who is to know how long he will actually be in that position? Hopefully, uh, Scott Cochran can come back fairly quickly. Let's talk about the, I guess, the is this big college football news of the day? Like, this is what's been tossed around everywhere. Birdie jumps in, said, what's up? If anybody else wants to jump in on the chat, you can do so. Anything that you uh, type in will be tossed to the screen, which I'm actually going to toss up there now boom we can just put it right in the middle of the screen so there we go um yeah so the coaches poll the top 25 is out they released this one the ap poll will be out on august 16th and 
you know, obviously, if it's got rankings, it, the vast majority of people are going to click on it just to see what number is next to whatever team, right? But I looked at this, and and I, I'm not sure what to think about. I made a, a few notes here. I'll read through the top ten right quick. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Clemson. Three, Oklahoma. Four, Ohio State. Five, Georgia. Six, Texas A&M. Seven, Notre Dame. Eight, Iowa State. Nine, North Carolina. Ten, Cincinnati. Um, not going to do the whole top 25, but I will talk about some of the overrated, underrated, whatever. I'm The, the numbers just don't line up with what I assumed they would based on preseason magazines, based on what I know about these teams. Do you think at this point coaches just rank teams based on what they are used to these teams doing? Yes. That's what I think. I don't know why we have a coaches poll. Like, maybe that's a conversation we need to have. The, the reason we have a coaches poll is because whatever newspaper or magazine or whatever that publishes it every year needs it because they need content. Yeah, but do like... Is there a dying industry? Surely, because it's the USA Today, uh, what is it, AFCA coaches poll? Um, yeah, it's just saying it's the USA Today coaches poll. Uh, but either way, I, I don't understand why coaches would even take the time to do this unless they don't they benefit they don't. Well, it's SIDs, Steve Spurrier right? finally Steve Spurrier years ago finally admitted to the fact that he just has a staffer do all this stuff yeah SIDs right? yeah and and that's it and I guarantee you everyone else does too Ed Orgeron and Nick Saban did not pick this thing up at all so it's basically just based on reputation etc cetera, etc cetera. so this this poll serves and whoever fills it out is instructed, don't make waves. Yeah. Like, just to pick something and don't do not do anything crazy. Don't put Arkansas at number three. Like, <laughs> that way I don't have to try and defend this later. Like, I can defend almost anything, but, but don't do anything that's indefensible. Uh, the overrated stuff, I, I've got Alabama's overrated at number one. I just do not understand why everybody continues to toss Alabama at the very top of it. I understand Saban's a great coach, blah, 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 but they lost a ton. I got uh, I got Notre Dame is overrated at number seven. They lost a bunch as well. Florida at eleven, I've got overrated, and I've got uh, Indiana at seventeen is overrated. Those are the the quick hitters for me. Um, and then underrated Georgia at five. I feel like they should be higher. Cincy at ten. I feel like Cincinnati should be you know top seven or eight. They bring back everybody, you know, including their quarterback. And Iowa State, I've got them uh, is underrated at number eight. I've got uh, Louisiana Coastal. Both underrated at 23 and 24. And then Liberty is not even ranked, and yep. I feel like they should be. Yep, so, I agree with all that. That's uh, Except for the Georgia part, but I agree with all that. I, I figured as much. <laughs> well, I mean, they're ranked fifth. Is right, there a right, reason right. for us to preseason rank them more than that? I feel like Georgia should be higher than Alabama right now. Okay. Like heading that's into just, the season. But that's just preseason bullshit. Though. Yeah, this is all – we've okay. talked about this forever. I mean, it's just – it's bogus. So if you guys want to jump in uh, into your comments, into the chat, uh, Matt said Oklahoma should be one or two. That's coming from a Texas fan. Also, F preseason rankings in general. Uh, in general, Yes, 100%. Andrew said, who would you have as your one, Gary, if it's not Bama? Uh, I would have Oklahoma as my number one. That's just me personally. Chris, who would you have number one? That's probably the right answer, by the way. That's, that's, I, that's I would probably have, who I would have. I'd have Oklahoma, Georgia, Clemson, then probably Alabama, I guess, although there's no way to know what this team How is going to do. How could you have do. Clemson over Alabama when Clemson lost just as much? And they weren't nearly as good. Clemson brings back uh, 
what, nine starters on defense, and I've, I've at least seen their quarterback play? Like, and, yeah. I, and I'm not supposed to do this based on schedule, but I also know that, like, Clemson plays Oh, well, now, nobody. yeah. All right, all right. then we can just write Clemson <laughs> in at number one every time because they're going to go undefeated every year. Yeah. No, it, that's, that's maybe have so one weird. loss when they have the coin flip game against the non-con, and that's it. Yeah, it's a good. I'm, I'm, I am so pumped about this Georgia Clemson game. I cannot wait. Uh, Birdie said, "How is Clemson that high? What am I missing?" Uh, easy, they they got more talent than everybody in the ACC, and and they're favored over Georgia. They'll probably beat Georgia. Um, I, well, I take that back. I don't think they will. But if coaching has anything to do with it. They're going to beat the hell out of Georgia. Probably, probably so. All right. Um, so we'll you, you ready to jump off of that one? Yeah, like, <laughs> I figured you might be. All right, let's talk a little bit of NFL before we jump into our previews. Sam Ellinger, former Texas quarterback, now a rookie quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, has apparently jumped up and closed the gap between he and Jacob Eason, who is the the second quarterback on the roster, but of course with Carson Wentz being out, whoever wins this job is going to be the starter for week one. Would you have ever guessed that Sam Ellinger could possibly be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts when when this thing kicks off? Well, yeah, I thought I thought there was a slim possibility, but that's only because his quarterback room consisted of Carson Wentz and, and Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason. And and Brett Hundley, who was at uh where? Green Bay? And then well, Brett Brett Hundley is one of the worst quarterbacks in, in football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so ad, adding him was just somebody said we need to set a couple hundred thousand dollars on fire. Let's go get Brett Hundley. Yeah, set that shit on fire right now. <laughs> they they took four guys in knowing that somebody was going to end up getting hurt. I would imagine. Uh, the report from Mike Wells over at ESPN says Ellinger, who was selected in the sixth round of this year's draft. Split first-team practice reps with Eason in practice on Tuesday. We'll continue to do so in Thursday and Friday's joint practices against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Frank Reich said, against the Panthers in, in the game on Sunday, I won't try to split like that. We'll just let one guy go. Jacob will probably start. Sam will probably come in whenever. But that's up for debate. So uh, Reich said Eason was in the driver's seat to be the starter. But, but things have changed as... That Eason was getting almost all of the first team reps, and Ellinger has played so well that now they're splitting them, and who knows what's going to happen after that preseason game. Um, so let me let me tell you what I think. I think normally I could care no, I care nothing about preseason at all, at all. But if you're going to watch preseason games, watch the Colts. Yes, because because I think you're going to see the starter play a lot for a long time. Oh and yeah, are there's more starters play longer and actually try stuff because they need to figure out which one of these guys can be a quarterback. Birdie says he thinks Wentz will play week one, boys. I don't I don't think that's how medical science works. Yeah, I don't I don't think so as well. I, I don't they, they gave us a, a, a five to twelve week window. He's not coming back in four. No. No. Or and, five. And would you bring Wentz back even if he does get whatever healthy by week one Oh, no Quentin, practice at all. It, no practice at all. And if you don't have Quentin Nelson there to block for him. No. I'd toss out one of the rookies. Or this, or Easton, this is a, the second this is a foot. This is a foot injury for a mobile quarterback who's not very good at all anymore. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Matt Miller said Sam has a non-brain-dead play caller and good pass-protecting O-line now. Uh, Andrew said, I feel like Easton makes that offense incredibly boring and predictable. Well, I mean, that's what he did at Georgia and in Washington, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what Reich is going to do. Obviously, I think that we, we both think very highly of Frank Reich. So, I do. I do know. a lot. I think, yeah, I think he's one of the best play calling, you know, head coaches in the game. He's, he's probably one of the best play callers in, in the game. He's, he's in the same conversation with me as Kyle Shanahan and, and uh, uh, Sean McVay and those guys. Yes. I don't see – look, he's, he's not as young or as pretty as those guys, but – and this is football, man. I don't give a shit about that. Same here. Same. A whole lot of TV here. people care about that. I don't. I don't either. I don't either. So, uh, Wentz isn't playing week one, says Matt Miller, on a bad foot versus that schedule with no Nelson not happening. Yeah, they got the Seahawks in week one, so uh, no. And then Matt said, you have to get his tissues back up to tolerating the speed and demands needed to play, so the smart thing to do is grade him back into playing. And so, so, Matt, you're watching this. You have heard about these foot injuries. I... I know that you know all about this. This is not a five-week injury. This is more so closer to the 12-week, I would imagine. And and I'll let him respond, but I, there's, I'm just I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Sam Ellinger, who I didn't think could throw the football based on what I saw at Texas, I, I did not think that he would even be in contention for this job. Uh, Birdie said he runs on first down way too much. Matt said that the injury is much closer to 12 weeks. 12 weeks is going to be rough. That's going to be rough. So we'll we'll see what the Colts end up doing. There is no telling. You ready to jump into, uh, into previews? Yep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's do this thing. We are discussing the NFC West today, and we're going to kick this off with the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals' win total sits at 8.5. They're over under uh, is minus 115 for both um, division odds. They're number four to win the division, plus 500. Not expected to, obviously. This is a pretty rough division. This, this may be the strongest division in all of the NFL to win the NFC, they are plus 1,400. To make the playoffs, they are plus 165, minus 200 to not make the playoffs. Projected favorites in nine games, and their strength of schedule is the 24th easiest, which is, what, the eighth most difficult? So, is what it is there. Uh, they went over in 2020, but uh, but before that, push, under, push, under for the four years prior to that. Kyler Murray ranked number 12 in EPA per dropback but he was only number 26 in yards per attempt. So, big question about this. Was Kyler Murray actually kind of dinged up at the end of last season? Uh, 
If so, you know, he's likely to improve this year on what his numbers were last year. The combination of J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones on the defensive line could be awesome, maybe. Uh, the free agent acquisitions sound great, but uh, it could backfire if they end up looking really old this season because they, they got some old-school veterans up in there. NFC West on paper, toughest division. Defense projected to be the uh, sixth toughest. Um, they're, fav- uh, excuse me, they're facing the sixth toughest defensive schedule this season. That's not going to be easy. And they were eighth in fumble recovery luck last season and sixth in net touchdown percentage in the red zone. That You're going to see a regression this year. You're not going to have as many close wins as you did if that regresses. I... Everybody loves the Cardinals because of the J.J. Watt thing and Kyler Murray and Cliff and da-da-da-da-da. Man, I'm, I'm going under this 8.5. I don't think that they can... I don't think they could keep up what they did last season. They went 8-8 eight and eight last year. I just don't see them getting to 9 even in a 17-game schedule this year with this with this schedule. Yeah, no chance. This team, yeah, they're, they're going to go backwards. They, they were trending backwards last year anyway. Um, they got off to a hot start, whatever, and, and they're just not going to be able to sustain... That and it's simply Cliff Kingsbury could not win at the college level. He was a 500 head coach or worse every year at the college level. Who on earth thinks I, I can move from the college game to the pro game and it just be the exact same? No, that you got me. That is just as just simply not how this works. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make great, any sense. You're not a great coach. You cannot win. And I don't care how great the players are around you. And trust me, J.J. Watt is not going to produce this year like he did last year. I I can assure you of that, okay? I, I know they're hoping to get the last little life of out of A.J. Green, but A.J. Green's not coming back anymore. Like, that's not the same guy that, that was in Cincinnati who was making unbelievable catches. You're talking about injury after injury after injury, man. It's just not going to happen. I got this team at best 6-11. and 11. That's I, I had them maybe at seven wins, but I think six and eleven is much more likely. I just I don't see it. I don't see what people are talking about with this. It, I don't think the defense is is as good, even with the guys that they brought in. Uh, Andrew says is Cliff on the hot seat. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think he is. Uh, yeah. You have because to because be. they've invested too much in the offensive side of this ball game team to for them to not continue to win. Well, and if you bring in JJ White and you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, because they, they spent a ton of money on him. Uh, Matt Miller said, Chris, do you think Cliff is pretty? Uh, absolutely. I don't know yeah. of anybody that and, wouldn't think that. And, and and I'll tell you, he's like the kind of pretty that if you're not a gay man, but you kind of wanted to try it out, like that's the kind of guy I think would be easy on you. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Bertie said, uh, why, Chris, if Jones doesn't get traded, who are you doubling? Watt graded out very high on PFF. Yeah, we, we've talked about this in the offseason. Watt hits really nicely Every other, Every other year. Every, go, go look at his splits. Go look at his splits for the last, I don't know, eight years. Just pick a random number and look at his splits and look at the percentages of defensive snaps he takes in one year and then the next year. Last year, he took like 90-something percent of the snaps. The, the year before, before yeah. it was like 14%, okay? And then the year after, before that, it was like 80-something. And then the year before that, it was like 17%. I'm going to tell you, He's older, and he just played more than he's ever played in his life, and he played it to try to get another contract. It was a contract year, and he got that contract. He's just not going to produce this year. You can yeah. tell me all you want about the guys around him. I don't care. I don't care about anybody else around him. 
I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I do like Chandler Jones a lot, but, you know. like <laughs> This it, defense it, has a lot lot bigger problems than a couple of guys trying to uh, rush the passer. No, you're right about that. You are 100% right about that. I, I'm curious to see what they'll end up looking like, uh, but we have both got them going under, right? Uh, so oh, wait, yeah, I, I definitely got them going under. For eight so and yeah. a half. They're not getting a nine. Think, I might be off on this team. I'm not three games off. You think... Uh, you think minus two hundred to not make the playoffs is a is a decent bet there? Is that number too high? What's the under bet? The under bet is is oh the under bet is minus one fifteen. I guess that's the better bet. Why wouldn't you just bet the under at minus one fifteen? You got three games, you know. Yeah, because I think at the most I could see this this team maybe winning nine games if something went completely screwy. But that's within, but even I, at nine if, wins, like if you're, you're not going to pull the trigger. You're not going to pull the trigger. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. All right, moving on. The Los Angeles Rams head coach Sean McVay, of course, they uh, their win total sits at ten and a half. To go under is minus one hundred five. To go under is minus one twenty five. To win the division, you just said under twice. Oh, to go over is minus one hundred five. To go under is minus one twenty five. Sorry. Thank you. To win the division, they are plus two hundred. That is number two in this le- or in this uh, division here. To win the NFC, they are plus six hundred. To make the playoffs. Yes is minus 180. No is plus 150. They are projected favorites in 13 out of 17 games. And their projected strength of schedule, number 23, just one better than the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, that is. What, the, was the, what was the team total number again? I'm sorry. Team total is uh, 10.5 for the Rams. 10.5. They, uh, they have had three overs on their win totals in the last four seasons. Definitely good. McVay won despite Goff. I'm curious the upgrade to Stafford, what that's going to do for the offense. Even with Goff, they outgained 14 of 18 opponents in 2020. They had the number one defense, uh, the only team that gave up less than 300 yards a ball game on average, which is ridiculous. Last season, finished number two um, in adjust or sorry, number 12 in adjusted games lost due to injury. Uh, normally, would say you know regression. I'm sorry. I wrote that down wrong. It is number two. Number two in adjusted games lost due to injury last season. I would say that there would be a regression that they should stay healthier this season than they did last year. However, before last season, they finished number one, number eight, number four, number one, number one. They have lost so many games to injury over the past like six, seven years. I don't even know how to quantify that. I don't know how that's even possible. We talked about the uh, the Washington football team forever and their medical staff not being able to keep teams healthy or keep guys healthy these guys have been terrible at it like I don't I don't even know what to say about that they lost their star defensive coordinator Brandon Staley last year he's obviously a head coach over on the other side of town uh they lost multiple position coaches I don't know that it necessarily matters Sean McVay might just be a god and it is what it is they were number one in EPA per play defense number five in EPA gained uh per turnover and their double-digit win totals, other than the Patriots, have only gone 45% over. Uh, so, a 10.5 here, people really think that Matt Stafford is going to be it for them. At looking at their schedule, I, I don't know how great this defense is going to be this season. I think last year was not an anomaly, but I do think that the defense is going to take a little bit of a step back. And if they stay a little bit healthier, then yeah, they can have absolutely win 11 games. But I think I'm going to go under based on principle. I think, you know, 10-7 and seven here, Stafford isn't always the healthiest guy, and he's older. 
I could totally see Matt Stafford getting hurt and them having to scramble to figure out something. I'm going to go under the 10.5 at minus 125 um, because I just... I, while it, while it looks pretty on paper, uh, without Cam Akers, the running back, and expecting some kind of a regression back to the means on defense, I that's that's the way I'm going to have to go. Uh, I'm going to go over. Um, I think this team is better. I do think you're right. The defense will take a step back. The offense will take a massive step forward. Regardless of what you think of Stafford and Stafford's availability, Stafford is substantially better than Jared Goff, and it's not close. Yes. It's just not. This offense is not going to look anything like this offense has looked for the last three years or four years, however long that, that McVay has been there. It, it won't look the same. It'll look so different, it's not going to matter. Losing Cam Akers, don't Not care. really going to matter. Don't yeah. care. I just work under an assumption that they're going to find somebody like C.J. Anderson the year they made a Super Bowl run who hadn't played football in a year and a half and stick his fat ass behind the line, and he led all the teams in playoff in rushing every week. So yeah. Yeah. I just work under an assumption that Sean's going to figure that out. Birdie That's- said it would be hard to make a win bet here, in my opinion. They are so dependent on Whitworth's health. If he goes down there in trouble, they've got no O-line depth at all. I, they don't have a lot of depth hardly anywhere no like, the, my, the issue is is you just o-lines just don't scare me anymore i've seen really good teams play with bad offensive line and it's just the way you uh zone block and the way you can scheme around a bad offensive line it might be the easiest thing to scheme around than than any other position like losing major pieces on as long as you have a healthy center i, th- I think you can figure it out with with just playing from shotgun, running nothing but short slants and screens and things like that, putting a lot of guys in motion. I, I just think there's a way to, to slow down that pass rush uh, that these guys know about. So Yeah. You, it it, it used anybody. to be a thing that scared me to death, and now I've seen teams with great offensive line still blow, and I've seen teams with shit offensive line do really good. So, yeah. yeah. I, hey, at some point wrong. in time, i got to figure out Maybe it's not as important as I've been taught my entire life. Yeah, if there's anybody that would be able to scheme it, you know, obviously I think that we both trust Sean McVay to be able to do that. So if anybody was going to be able to do it, I would trust him. But this is, you know, it's a roster with some older guys. And I don't know. I'm basically betting that they don't stay healthy all season. That's that's, that's my bet because I don't think they got depth uh, hardly anywhere. We'll move on from there, and we are going to roll with the San Francisco 49ers. And let me tell you, their pick in the draft uh, shocked a lot of people, and uh, maybe not everybody, but but a lot of people. Their win total, same as the Rams here, 10.5. To go over, even money. To go under is minus 130. To win the division... They have got the best odds to win the division, or I guess the shortest odds, at plus 175. To win the NFC, they are plus 550. To make the playoffs, yes is minus 200. No is plus 165. They are projected favorites in 14 out of 17 games, and they have the easiest schedule, um, or strength of schedule, in the NFL. Last four years, they have gone under, over, under, over. So this year... If you just follow the math, would be an overseason. However, this is a double-digit, uh, double-digit win total, which is always kind of difficult. Um, we think we're going to see regression from the injuries, but 
just like with the Rams, 49ers have finished bottom 12 in adjusted games lost to injury in the last eight seasons. That's kind of ridiculous. They, they just lose a lot of guys for whatever reason. They're facing the easiest schedule in the NFL based on opponent win totals. The uh, Look, it, the luck stuff was was awful last year. Their stats based on, on luck were terrible. Number one in EPA lost to turnovers. Uh, the third fewest fumble recovery rate in the in the uh, NFL last year, even with the bad luck, defense still finished number six in DVOA. If if Jimmy G starts, Trey Lance is still going to be kind of looming in the background. You know they're going to eventually go to him because they believe that he is the future of the franchise. And I I trust Kyle Shanahan. I don't know how they're going to get there. I don't know if they'll deal with the injuries the same way that they have. Looking at the schedule. I 100% uh, 100% see them going over 10 and a half wins. I I've got this team at 12 and 5 and I could even see them winning, you know, 13 14 games. I just think that the 49ers if they stay healthy, which is a big if with that bunch, if they stay healthy in the right positions, I think they're going to they're going to get there. They'll probably be the number 1 or number 2 seed in the NFC. I totally agree. I I think this team is poised to make another run for the Super Bowl. Um I I think they're really good. I think they are deep. Um, that's all they've done was just just load up on depth and, and get better and better. I think they're going to have the best run game in football. It's what Kyle Shanahan does. Um, and, uh, and and yeah, I I think they had so many massive injuries last year on the defensive side, especially, and they were still the sixth best defense in the NFL. But getting those guys back, and and we're not talking about just a few guys here or there. Getting Bosa back changes the game for everybody that guy that guy is the ultimate defensive record right now in the league and uh and yeah he's he's just gonna cause havoc and and cause problems i think they're gonna be poised to make a real run and here's the scary part okay jimmy g is reportedly looking better than he's ever looked in camp saw that they drafted the young kid and and it lit a fire under his butt, and he's working his tail off, and he's doing really good. And Kyle Shanahan's response is, "Is that's awesome, because we've needed two quarterbacks the last couple of years." So the yes. fact that that now takes injury out of play, you know, if 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 Jimmy's playing great, Jimmy gets to start, and if Jimmy gets hurt, you got somebody behind him that's an absolute bullet that you can put out there. That's amazing. And if that guy ends up being the future, that's awesome. If he goes out there and he struggles and Jimmy's healthy again, you put Jimmy back in. And this is how it works. Yeah, because they, they have won games in the past with, what, C.J. Beathard and um, uh, Nick, Nick Mullen. Mullen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're talking you're talking about two guys that their moms don't even know they play in the NFL right now, <laughs> right? And he won games with them. Yes. It's They're competitive. It's like I, I don't understand how it works, but either way, it was way, rough and it was it was tough to watch. But damn, yeah, uh, they open up the season at Detroit. They play at Philly, so you would imagine two and zero to start off things. Uh, then they play Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona. Um, I mean, they they got Chicago, they got Jacksonville, they got Minnesota, they got Cincinnati, they got Atlanta, they got the Titans, the Texans. I mean, it's the wins are there, like they are absolutely there. Uh, Andrew said Trey Sermon's going to be a monster this year. Look, he and uh, Elijah Mitchell, the running back from Louisiana Lafayette, so Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. They still have Molster. Yes, they got a, a whole. And well, hang on now. Let me tell. Let me tell you about Molster. By the way, let me tell you about Kyle Sh- the Shanahan's. They got a guy that they know ain't coming back next year. 
So so let me tell you who's going to get the bulk of these carries until he can't carry it anymore. That would be it's, one Raheem Mostert, right? Mostert, that's right. Yeah. Because he's not their future. So they are going to run him until his legs fall off, and they're going to say, go earn that contract for next year and let somebody else pay it because we got two guys here that we're going to try to keep healthy. <laughs> I like. I've watched Kyle Shanahan too many times. I've not just Kyle, but his daddy. Same thing. Yes. You're at the end of your contract, and you're already unhappy with your money. They're gonna say, "Go earn that money, son," and then they're gonna sit him out there to earn it. Yep, and let somebody else I, pay him. They're gonna hand him the package over and over and over again. They're gonna put the miles on him. Birdie said, "I like Nick Bosa for comeback player of the year. No one talking about him. He could win defensive player of the year. He's that good. Uh, absolutely. I, I think it'll come down to him and Miles Garrett for sure." Yeah, uh, I, think, I think those are two of the guys that I like a lot. But, yeah. yeah. Birdie said, great look here on the Niners, boys. Uh, only thing that scares me is their secondary. Yeah, I, I will admit, looking at the roster, um, just looking at who they have in the secondary, eh, you know. I, but hang on now. That secondary was terrible last year. They didn't have a pass front, uh, a pass rush. And that's that's my biggest thing is if they get a pass rush this season, I think that that's going to fix things. That's well, going to help, help the secondary. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Birdie said, awesome stuff right there, Chris. Awesome. We're tuning in just for that. Uh, Matt Miller said, over under 13 and a half games started for Jimmy G. I'd probably go under. He hadn't been, he hadn't been able to uh, stay healthy, like, I, ever. I kind of, I kind of, see, I'm going to go over, but they might not all be for the 49ers. <laughs> that's, because, that's because really I mean, if he, point. let's say they're 8-0 and Jimmy G looks amazing right now, and you see in practice that boy Wonder looks ready to go. You play him a couple of games. If it looks good, Jimmy G is on a bus tomorrow, and you got a couple of first round picks coming your way. And and all of a sudden, uh, or maybe, or maybe you Carson, go get a you go get a pissed off DB like uh, yeah, the Rams yeah. did a couple of years ago. Or or say that uh, so say that the Colts don't get Carson Wentz back. Say he's got some issues with that injury. They need a quarterback. You know. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. They, they'd rather just sign him in the offseason than give up assets. They've made it clear they're not giving up any more assets for quarterbacks. Yeah. Now you're you're 100 you right about that because he's a rental. He's an absolute rental. No, you you <clears> are <throat> not wrong. You are not wrong. Next, we've got the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, good gracious, Pete Carroll! Nine and a half is the win total. To go over is minus one forty. To go under is plus one ten. Which, by the way, uh, with Russell Wilson at quarterback, they have won ten games in eight of the nine seasons with him as the quarterback. Uh, they've had three straight win total overs: twelve wins last season, eleven wins the year before that, ten wins the season before that. Uh, to win the division, they're number three at plus two fifty. So none of these are outlandish picks. Obviously, Arizona the the lowest at plus 500. To win the NFC, they are plus 1,200. The playoffs, to make the playoffs, exact same odds as the over-under here. Minus 140 to make the playoffs, plus 110 to not make the playoffs. They're projected favorites in nine games, and their projected strength of schedule, they've got the eighth easiest schedule uh, in the NFL this year. The defense started poorly last year. They were the ninth best pass defense after week nine last year. Now, you go look at the schedule. It's not exactly a murderer's row, but they were playing better, so that's definitely good. They hired Shane Waldron to replace Brian Schottenheimer as OC even after their scheme shift last year. they Their scheme shift last year, they threw the football 60% of the time last year. Two seasons before that, they had run the football 60% of the time. They were doing last year... What I had been screaming for them to do forever, 
and yet they still still were throwing it, still the most sacks in the league, still da-da-da-da, which turned into a whole offseason debacle, right? Just a mess. Uh, the second most difficult schedule in opposing defenses, even though they've got the eighth easiest schedule. Uh, so it's not going to be as easy for, you know, Mr. Unlimited to be throwing the ball all over the yard. Uh, the offensive line still got questions. You know, they, they brought in uh, basically a nobody as their only free agent signing on the offensive line. Uh, Stone Forsyth is the rookie offensive lineman that they brought in in, what, the sixth round or something like that. Um, went eight and three in one-score games last year. Two straight years, they have won 62% or more of their one-score uh, one games, which is unbelievable. Like, this is... Russell Wilson does Tom Brady-type stuff, and I don't know how he does it. Now, obviously, they got a good receiving core right now, but I... Man, Chris, I want to take the under on this so bad. Like, I, I've, I've got them sitting at 9-7, and seven, but I know that we're, with Russell Wilson at the quarterback position... They're going to win 10 games. So I think the smart play is is to go over, but after all the mess that we saw in the offseason, I I want to take the under so bad and take that plus 110. Which which way are you leaning here? I've, I've got this team, got this team at 10 and 7 exactly. The <laughs> nine and a half scares me. Um, I, So my play would be over in this situation. So far, we've picked three divisions. We've picked 12 teams now. And of those 12 teams, I'm going to have a ticket or already have a ticket on all but four. Four are complete stayaways. And that's because my number that I have them for and the number is almost identical. And that scares me. So I want to give myself a little bit of play. Um, Seahawks are the only one in this conference that that I'm, I'm that close on. I it, it's The NFC West gets to play the AFC South this year. So yeah. obviously you've got two almost guaranteed wins with the Jags and Oh, you might Texans. have three. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. What do you think it, the Colts are going to look? I mean, let's uh, Gary. Let's be the Colts honest. Week one. Yeah. What are the Colts really going to be like? Even even with a completely healthy Carson Wentz, is anybody really afraid of them? Only morons who still believe in Carson Wentz are afraid of them, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I. You know, you're right. I, I'm going to take the over here at minus 140. I want that that plus 110 looks so juicy. Like I, I could see them going nine and eight, but I, I can't do it. I mean, they I mean, got, I can see it too, which is why it's a for yeah. an actual play for an actual bet. It's a stay away from me. I can't. I can't put good money on this. Um, I Pete Carroll went from being seen as unanimously one of the, like a top five coaches in the NFL to I heard maybe 20 different people who cover the NFL give like their top 10 coaches list. And he wasn't on over half of them. Like didn't really? make a top 10 list. Yes. And That's I think it. it's because they see he's supposed to be the defensive genius and his defense has systematically just fallen apart on his watch. Um, and then also they see how badly he handcuffs the offense. Every time the offense starts looking great, he messes with it, and he's very open about, I want to run the football. I want to play this style of football. And 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 it doesn't matter what wins. It doesn't matter. It's the first time. Take the picture of Pete Carroll down that still looks like a, you know, a, a, a mid-50-year-old man. That's a 70-year-old man that won't change his ways. Yeah. 
Do you think that the offseason stuff with Russ wanting out of there, do you think that that does anything to the team like during the season? No, no, I don't. I think these guys are professionals. I think they figure the shit out. Like, I know. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, that was kind of my thought process. They all want to win. They all have, The beauty is they all have the same objective, winning football games. Okay? And they know that they have to do that together. All right? So, so when people kind of talk about, oh, that's going to tear the locker room up, like everybody's using, like, the vaccine now. Like, you know, this guy's won't get it. Will that, like, destroy the locker room? No. No, I think these locker rooms are pretty damn thick. Over years, we've seen guys come through with drug problems, with gambling problems, men sleeping with other girls and stuff, of people and the teammates and stuff, and fights happen. All kinds of ugliness has happened over the, the century of playing football. And guess what? When they go out on the field on Sunday, they go to work. Yeah. It's what they do for their job. They take it seriously, and they really do their best. So I don't think little piddly shit matters. I really don't. Um, you might be right about this. What I do worry about is Pete, though. Like, like hire, hire some guys to run this thing and let them run it. Stop being so hands-on. Stop being so, so demanding of your way of doing things. Your way of doing things is going by the dodo. Uh, like, you can run the football. That's fine. You can't run it the way you run it. Go see how Belichick runs it. Go see how Shanahan runs it. Those two guys run it successfully all day long, but they don't run it like you. You remember how well Russell Wilson was playing at the beginning of last season? Yes. And, and then Pete said, we got to stop this shit. Yeah. We're scoring yeah. too many points. Yeah, and then dropped it back in and lost to the Giants towards the end of the season. I mean, they still won like yes. six of their last seven regular season games last year. I mean, they, they won 12 games last year. 12 games, and... And I'm sitting here going, yeah, this team wasn't that good, you know? But at the end of the season, they weren't that good. And that's you the thing. You forget about the beginning of the season. They were, they were pretty awesome. Oh, the beginning of the season, they were, they were tearing everybody apart. I mean, they were scoring a ton of points. But, and so they hit that lull where they lost three out of four in the middle of the year. And at the end of the season, they win six out of seven. Like, I, I just... Of course, they didn't exactly beat a murderer's row at the end of the season. They they beat Arizona at Philly, uh, at the Jets. Um, let's see, against the uh, football team, the Rams, and then the 49ers, who had nothing left at that point. So, I, I don't know. I want to, you know, I'm going to take the over because I, I just think that Russell Wilson is going to do that. Would it shock me if they find a way to lose eight games? No. Because they, they keep tinkering with stuff. They keep messing with stuff. like Just like you were talking about with Pete Carroll. I think that's it. And so... I mean, the offensive coordinator that they brought in is the Rams' old offensive coordinator. You know, another yeah, guy that's but, worked under McVay got a job. Yeah, but this is... It, like, it's not like he called plays, right? So... Yeah. It, I don't know. Like, Schottenheimer did... He took did. orders, which is what Pete wants. Somebody who takes orders. Yeah. But now he's got to call plays and take orders. Yeah, if, if they threw the ball 60% of the time last year and they swapped out offensive coordinators, what do you think the split is this year? You think it's 60-40 running to, to passing? I don't know. I really don't. I, at some point in time, is somebody going to get in the head of Pete? It, it, is this where the GM and the owner say, listen, Russell's got to, you know. We got to let Russ cook. Yeah. Gotta, like when when we let him open, we we look really good. You have to move out of the way. You have to change your mind on this. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I don't, I don't know who's going to do that. I don't know if anybody's going to do that. You, uh, you expect them to make the playoffs this year? Yes, but that's because I don't think any other team in the NFC that's not a potential division winner is going to be good at all. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, I I think, you know, somebody between the Bears and the Packers are probably going to win that division. The other team, you know. Won't they, be very they good. Might, they might be in the running for the wild card. They might not. I I don't see anybody in the NFC South competing with, with Tampa Bay. I might be wrong on that. But I think the Saints are going way, way backwards. Like, on the roller skates, on a hill, sliding backwards. Yeah. Um, And I just don't think the other two teams are ready yet. I just don't. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Same thing, and the same thing with the with the East. Like we're gonna have three wild card teams this year, man. <laughs> I don't know if I could find seven playoff teams. So, all right, all right. Uh, let's see. I think that's gonna wrap up the NFC West. We'll do the AFC West on the Friday show. Is there anything else we need to hit on, Chris? Yeah, we had a little bit of a short show today. It's shorter than usual, anyway. It's still forty-seven minutes or whatever it is. Uh, Bertie said, thanks for the show, man. Good to see you lads again. Let's have a season. Looking forward to uh, the SBR college shows once again. Win your day. So, we'll go ahead and explain it again. First off, the website, winningcureseverything.com. That has got everything you need to know about us. Every show that we appear on, etc., will be posted over there. And Chris is doing the SBR college football show. I am doing the BetUS college football show. The links are in the description. Chris's shows are on Tuesday and Saturday. My days are on Wednesday and Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe to both of those channels if you have not already. Uh, and after the shows are done, obviously they will be posted to winningcureseverything.com. So go ahead and check that out. Show is brought to you by betus.com. Make sure that you sign up with the promo code NCAAF125. It gets you a 125% deposit bonus for the college football season. We are ready to rock and roll. But they got everything you need to bet on over there. UFC. Baseball, football, basketball, da 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 Throw it in there. They got something to bet on. I guarantee it. So, BetUS.com, we appreciate them. I think that's it. Chris, appreciate the time, my brother. Let's, uh, yes, let's dive out of here. You guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.